in the footsteps of Jesus. This is a program which features your story, your testimony, your walk with Jesus. Usually I, w- I will say in the footsteps of Jesus from down under. But today it's a special occasion. It's a special program because we are in the Northern Hemisphere and my guest today is Eric. Thank you for coming to our program. Oh, welcome to be here. Thank you. Look, it's very good to have somebody who knows a little bit about Australia because this program will be broadcasted in Australia and over the internet uh, all around the world. And our listeners knows already that they can check us on faithfm.com.au. Eric, today you are going to share with us a bit of your walk with Jesus. But before we do that, I would like to know a little bit about yourself, a bit of your background, if you like to share with us. Uh, sure, um, I'll have, have, happily share that with you. But um, actually, I was born in Germany, um, and I would consider myself even rather Bavarian than German. I think that's something that we have to ourselves here in Bavaria, because it's kind of the most beautiful part of Germany. However, uh, my dad is fully German, um, and my mom is from Madagascar. So I'm not maybe not the typical type of German you'd expect. My parents, uh, they're both academics, but somehow like, you know, my dad, uh, he never got really into the style of that higher and fire um, style of the industry. So he used to be a geologist, but then uh, he started his own business and he's selling gemstones now in the city of Regensburg. However, it happened, he came to Madagascar as a geologist and he got to know my mom and yeah, just a couple of years down the line, um, they moved to Germany because it was clear they wanted to have children. So they wanted us to grow up in Germany, um, whereas there's just a higher living standard. So now when there's, there's some things you have to consider when you grow up in, in Bavaria. Bavaria is a very Catholic country. That was not very much a pro- of a problem when I lived in the city for the first three years of my life. But um, as soon as I got to the countryside, uh, because my dad bought a house, um, I would say uh, differences became pretty apparent. Um, I wouldn't go d- deep into the racism stuff because you perceive it very differently when you're young. But um, it was very clear that it was different from the other kids. You know, you get there. Uh, everyone's Catholic, so uh, they have all the, the the little events where they get their presents and so on. And you're just, just the bystander as a kid. Um, for example, they have all the nice smelling pork sausages. And I, as an older kid, I would even eat sometimes some of them. Although my mom actually told me off to do that. While you're saying that, um, I'm uh, trying to understand that you're a different kid than others because you're raised up in a different environment, were you? A different uh, religion? Yeah, so so actually there, um, you know, because everyone was Catholic and you actually could see a Catholic lifestyle, that was kind of colliding with, I wouldn't say a strong Adventist lifestyle. Um, at least my dad didn't eat meat uh, or... And my mom, of course, uh, she eats meat, but um, of course then just clean meat like an Adventist would do. It's interesting that you mentioned that because most of the people, will, when uh, they will hear about the Seventh-day Adventists, they will say, oh, you're those, pe- those people who don't eat meat. It's important in the, in the faith, but Adventism doesn't really mean vegetarianism. <laughs> yeah. It means a closer walk with God. And that's what yeah. was uh, 
in your life, which I will uh, will hear as we go through in in our program. Yeah, and um, so and there's the next part of it. Um, neither of my parents were Catholic or had really close associations with Catholicism. Um, and my dad is actually a, an atheist and still is today. Um, and he told me all about the dinosaurs. And as I created, I would read up about them. And I was really enthusiastic about evolution uh, theory and all that comes along with. Whereas my mom, she was uh, an Adventist mother um, trying to do her best to raise her children in an Adventist church. So, uh, and my dad wasn't actually opposed to that. So Saturdays would be like... I would remorsefully or with resistance, I would follow up to church. I didn't like it in the first years mm-hmm. of my life because he couldn't sleep in. And um, and my dad would just go along with it and he would eventually work on Saturdays. Yeah, and so that's my upbringing. Um, and something else I think that would have lacked, like, you know, I've never felt like, because my dad grew up in post-war Germany, as I was born in the 40s, um, I never got something of a national pride with me because he actually is really opposed to that. So, yeah. So now there is this me. Uh, I'm not fully German. I'm not fully Malagasy, I would say, as I would say. Um, so, and there's no strong national pride. So that is a stage for a lot of options. And, um, is that an advantage yeah. you reckon or uh, a disadvantage? I actually would say it's, it has, it has two sides to it. On the one hand, you you are free to choose what you want to choose um but on the other hand that is actually a huge disadvantage because you suddenly have to deal with all sorts of matter um you have to deal with your own philosophy because you've never been drilled into okay we do that because we are germans okay we do that because we are adventists i mean of course partially yes or because we're christians but um not so strongly so i would say it have it took me a little bit longer throughout puberty to find out my kind of sort of lifestyle. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning, to just um, remind our listeners that uh, we are recording this program from Germany um, and where you are living at the moment and studying here in Germany and you were born and raised up in Germany, but also you visited some other parts of the world. One thing which interests me, when you share with me that you've been in Australia and you spent some time in Australia, how was that experience oh yeah. yeah actually that was that was really a blast being in australia um and even if you're in australia or wherever you are where you're listening um i really encourage you to go to a country and live there actually for at least half a year uh get really immersed into the culture uh don't stick too much to the people from your nationality because that's also what i saw in australia uh because you germans would get occasionally together but you know, I've also got friends uh, from China. They wouldn't actually leave their Chinese friends. Mm. Um, but actually get out there because it, it gives you, it, it makes you more independent. It actually gives you a different perspective of what sort of life you have chosen. Um, and Australia was actually a pretty big stepping stone in, in my life uh, because actually it was the first time I was so far away from home. I've always been the kid who's been out and about, but... You know, when you travel from Germany to Australia, you just can't say like, and that was the reason I went to Australia. You can't just say like, oh, I just go home for the, for the weekend. So I got to know the Australian culture. I've got a lot of different friends from different countries. And that's also a shout out to all my Australian friends around Sydney, Melbourne, Perth, or even, um, 
even Queensland. Um, whoever knows me, a uh, big shout out. Very good. I'm pretty sure that we'll have some listeners who will uh, who'll like to maybe get in, in uh, contact with you through this uh, program. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> Eric, you are a student now in uh, Germany and um, you are a young man. Uh, usually young people, they don't really want to talk much or hear about religion and faith. But you are very passionate about God. And as soon as I met you here in Germany, I thought, I want to see, uh, to talk to Eric. I want to hear his story. Religion is an experience with God, your own experience with God. And that's what I want to hear yeah. from you today. How that happened in your life? And when did you feel, out, uh, feel like you're giving your life to Jesus? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, um, I wouldn't say I have that one single story uh, where I suddenly had my conversion. I would actually say, and I think a lot of people can feel with me, it, it's something that gradually happens. Uh, I would say the first stage was basically my teens. Um, we know you get into puberty, think about life and uh, how did we happen to be there? What is our purpose? And I would say that where I made my first commitment to Christ, actually converted to Christianity. Uh, I just happened to, I was just very lucky to be in an Adventist church because um, the thing that fascinated about me about Adventism is that it has such a clear idea of um, how to interpret the Bible and how to, um, how to see having a self perspective in the time and what to do. Um, and actually that for, in the first instant, it pulled me towards Christianity um, to live a Christian lifestyle, at least, uh, you know, be, a good person and I would say there was a second stage to all the stuff um, and I did the, I, I, the the first stage actually happened because you know at some point I didn't like to be just in the muddy water I just I'm, I'm someone I'm a person who's driven by purpose and um, you know I at least wanted to have a sound philosophy behind my thinking and to have a proper reason why I do the things I do and that everything happens with a purpose so I got also enthusiastic about Christianity and, you know, the first time you get a little bit, uh, you get into, you're fully converted, you very soon will have your experiences that will you bum, bum your ass. So like, I mean, I stuck to, uh, I, I stuck to Christianity or so on, uh, and I went, went to my Adventist church, I had here and there my struggles, but it was kind of a muddy walk between 14 and 21 until I got to Australia. Um... Where I also like, you know, you would slip back into worldly lifestyle and so on. So you would just experience and see the life of the world. And, you know, alongside, there was still this whole thing going to church and so on. I, I still said, okay, actually, I want to still keep my way with God. Um, and eventually then Australia happened. Um, you know, I got there and I was always someone who was curious about. Uh, different philosophies. So as I came to Australia, that's something I got actually into university because I like to discuss philosophical things. What's the purpose of life? How do you interpret this and that? So I got into a um, university group called Credo in at, when I was at university as I went for studying for a year in Australia. So yeah, I got to interact with other Christ Christians. I had a look uh, through different denominations, from Baptists, um, Presbyterians, Hillsong, through a lot of different denominations. Um, okay, how's your spiritual life? How's your walk? 
and I had a lot of good conversations. And I think at this point, I made another decision um, where I would see like, okay, um, I saw the reason why I was an Adventist. Um, I saw that it was for me more something that was um, had a more complete picture of God. It's not like the other denominations are less valued in the eyes of God, but I thought it's just like, wow, here there's so much truth and while it is true that sometimes Adventists are lacking in the department of emotions and the heart and the feelings, I would say it has the truth um, which is necessary to survive in this world where you have actually this solid, firm foundation which has um, provides you with with good principles for your feelings, your your actions, and your mind. Mm. And this is the point where I actually decided, okay, actually... Um, I've seen other denominations. Uh, I've, I've talked also with uh, people from other denominations when I was in my university um, in Germany, like with Buddhist people or with Muslims as well in Australia. That's the point where I came to Australia. I saw the sheer evidence um, that actually that points towards uh, Christianity throughout the Bible, that Adventist is the best option for me. And to make that commitment uh, to follow him, actually, like, where I can't just be like, oh, yeah, I kind of, like, have this little bit worldly lifestyle um, where I just go along, but actually to have a character of faith to go with it. And as soon as you make that decision, um, I would say it's hard to be a Christian and hide it. Eventually, it will surface. Hmm. It's not something I thought, okay, if, when I was newly converted when I was 14... I thought, okay, I have to tell people about Christ. I have to go online because online has the a, a broad view. And actually, I saw that everything what I wrote online um, what wasn't necessarily a good thing. Mm. Uh, you mean all being in that keyboard warrior thing um, because it's the internet and many can see it. And I apologize for all my Christian brothers who go the same way. And if you read some stuff, um, actually... Uh, I encourage you to check out, have a talk to your to to a Christian friend, because I think actually that's what we Christians are called to do, and that's where I got um, a really good uh, feedback from now. Because what I've dealt in with, how can I live my Christianity and reflect the character of Christ without being annoying to people? Mm. I mean, at some point you're going to be annoying to some because you just don't abide in what they're doing, like. Um, it's interesting you you just mentioned something because internet is a such a huge platform for young people you know to express their uh, views but also yeah. can be very manipulative you know for the young yeah. people and what i get from you is that uh, you are uh, hungry for uh, for the truth you know to make sense in your mind and in your yeah. life comparing you know going visiting different churches but now you are to a, coming to a point where you are challenged to make a decision not on peer pressure yeah. not on what's on the big platforms you know on the internet and so on but on your own understanding and yeah. on your own relationship with Jesus Christ because that's what it it is even for our program in the footsteps of Jesus. And how yeah. can we know Jesus? How can we have that experience with him if we don't have a personal relationship? How that happened in your life, Eric? Yes, yeah, so actually, um, I think 
I just observed, like, because I was challenged with a lot of things, you know, you think you can win arguments against other people because of, like, oh, yeah, when I reason against you and I beat you with your own arguments, um, that's fair enough. Uh, and I, you know, the more I learn about something very important, um, and I think that is something that still accompanies me today, that Christ method alone, famous author says Christ method alone is the real thing to to reach the people actually and the more I thought about that I thought about okay what did Jesus actually do we have those bracelets which says what would Jesus do but um, where we sometimes have some single-minded decisions that you're like oh yeah in this situation he would do this in this situation he would do that and what was that method sorry to interrupt you here yeah. because I think you said an amazing thing right now um, because we are here to learn from Jesus and do His will. And He gave us an example yeah. how to do that. But you mentioned that method, Jesus' method alone. If, if I will talk in, let's say, three, four steps, how you describe that method? What Jesus did for people in yeah. His time, and we are called to do also to follow up. Because that's a very good exactly. thought. And is, exactly. And that's the thing about Christ's method. It actually um, sorts what is actually the things that matter. It puts into perspective um, what is important right now. What is Im uh, So I would say the first thing is, first step would be, um, have a look around you, what matters the most for the person around you. Mm. Um, it's, it's a very service-centered perspective of life. And that actually brought prioritizes things like at first okay uh go there and, and you know if you see someone in need or or spend some time with someone that is the thing like even just spending time as friends that's the purpose right now mm -hmm. that's the first step um spend time with them um and have a genuine interest in the person mm -hmm. the second step would be like okay uh invite them into your life mm -hmm. allow them to be part of your life but the third step is actually like um you know share with him uh what worries you um and and how you think like share with them your personality uh not just have them not let them not just have a look around your life but let them play a role in your life mm -hmm. to show them that you know you, you're not just someone and you make you make yourself available for them yeah yeah oh, okay, actually yeah that's yeah. good that's good and i think actually um i think the fourth step is you know you know, I've, I've shown you some stuff, some stuff of my life. I've, sh I've shown you, uh, what I use to go through my life. You know, I encourage you to adapt that into your life. Mm -hmm. And one thing of that would be, uh, as well, like adapt Jesus into your life. You said something again, very important, Eric, because I think you mentioned those four steps because I, myself, I just counted now as you share with me and I could almost come up with a formula. Yeah. You said to sympathize with people, yeah. or to socialize first, let's say, sympathize with them, help them, you said that, which means mm. serving them, and the fourth step in order of salvation, because you said that you want them to know Jesus in their life. Jesus came on this earth for that reason, for our salvation, because we walk astray from from God, yeah. you know, through the sin. And I, I really like that you shared, uh, shared with our listeners and with us uh, that thing, because from a young person to be interested not only in yourself, because most of the people today, you know, they are very selfish, let's yeah. say this, uh, they care about themselves more, but from a young person to see that uh, uh, desire 
to be helpful for others, to um, do whatever it takes, you know, to share your story, your testimony, your example, you know, your work with God for their benefit. That's amazing. That's really good, Eric. Thank, th- thank you very much. Yeah, actually, uh, I would encourage everyone to do something like that and something as well very important to that, um, especially in one of the steps when you invite people into your life and play a role there, um, that be authentic. Um, I, I partially use, for example, social media with that, and sometimes I, w- I would say uh, things go, I would say, uh, beyond what I expect. So uh, I do share on social media how my life's going as well, but... Um, and I do it, for example, on Instagram. And, you know, I already had a comment, like, uh, because I, I sh- shared my luck that I have in my life. Mm. And and one of my friends, he actually said, um, man, actually, maybe I should switch to your religion. Like, that was actually something in a moment I didn't respond. Like, I didn't know what to say. I was like, I, I didn't really respond to it because it was something that came out of the blue. But... Um, but that's very good, you know, yeah. to see. Because it's very important for people to see in us Jesus. Yeah. I want to know you more. I want to... What, what's going on in your life? I want to serve that God which you serve. That's yeah. very important. And you know, Eric, I, I like to make a confession. I like to make a bit of a confession here also. When I met you first time, now I didn't know you and I just came across with you just, you know, in one occasion doing another recording and straight away you showed me your genuine uh, interest for other people. For example, very simply, I will say this. Uh, I'll talk to you that I'm looking for a car uh, to drive around to buy a car or something here in Germany. And he said, you don't need to do anything like that. I, I will give you a car. I have two cars at home and I will give you one car to drive around. And I thought to myself, wow, that's something in this young man, you know, to, to just trust a stranger like that. And uh, um, But you showed that, you showed me that love for your neighbor. Yeah, and, and actually that's something like, you know, I would say like, you know, something we struggle the most with. And I would say like, you know, I think back then, I think maybe God might have said that to me because like, I was like, you know, a young man's car is, is kind of like, you know, his precious. Like, I was like, ah, oh, maybe we should pull it back. But, yeah. um, I think actually this is, this are the, these small exercises, you know, you can start with a small step. Yeah. Um, actually trusting. And that's the thing where I always have to come back to God, like, because at some point you will get disappointed by some people, but, um, you know, you get the trust from him and you bring it towards other people because it's also other people, um, who came into my life, Mm -hmm. who presented me the trust and God himself as well, uh, to, to not, to give that perception of serving others and Mm. to share my life and my possessions with others. And it's actually something, I think Christ has given me that love for the actual person that is in front of me. So, um, I sometimes, I'm not trying to boast here or so, but, um, it kind of is though, but I love to see the person as they are. Even if they pull it up a facade, sometimes I could ch- just see through it. And then you can have so deep discussions with people and sometimes you don't need to go and mow someone else's lawn or so to serve them, but have an open ear yeah. because sometimes that's all that we have yeah. and not even give advice back, but just like listen to what they say and mm-hmm. kind of uh, give them the feeling that you understand them. Sure. 
That's very important. Eric, time is against us so much, even though we were planning to do a, a break, play maybe a piece of music, maybe we not this time, because I really want to have you back to share with us a bit more of your story. But before we closing today, I would like a couple of things if you could share with us. First of all, uh, before you will uh, leave our listeners or young people uh, in our audience with a message from you, I would like to share with us just briefly in what are you involved uh, at the moment because you mentioned that you love to serve God. So um, things I like to do is actually uh, kind of like coach uh, younger people than I am or uh, coach other people to deal with the problems uh, they have. Um, whether it's been in the world or whether it's younger people with their personal issues, they come up in in their at their different stages of life. Whether it's during being at uh, when they study or when they are at school, you know, it's all becoming a life is becoming weird when you become an adult. Mm-hmm. And I think, especially today, we're quite challenged. And to help people at that age um, or being helped, that is something that encourages me. You know, to have this exchange give something of my life um, to someone else. Mm. That is something that encourages me um, to serve and to be around people and to, to develop a love for them. Very good. Because, and that is something I would like to add, um, I was at a baptism and afterwards the girl walks up to me and she said, you know, back then in church, you were one of the few guys who were nice to me and who actually tried to include me. And I was never aware of that. And when you hear that after so many years, actually, that is pretty rewarding. And, um, yeah, I encourage everyone to be the thing that matters in the life mm. of others. That's very good. And not to be so much, you know, like uh, uh, so individualist, you know, just about yeah. yourself in, in your, your own bubble, yeah. but live the life uh, in the community yeah. and be an example. I think that was a very good point yeah. to, to end uh, here yeah. our um, conversation with you, Eric. And I pray to God that you'll be led by God to continue to inspire many other young people and not only young people, maybe some older yeah. people. Uh, and I've seen you uh, an evangelist, a minister, uh, a child of God. Oh, thanks who really like to walk in the footsteps of Jesus. Thank you very much for your time with us today. Uh, looking forward for a second program because, as I said, we are missing quite few other stories which you like to share with sure, us. absolutely. But we may be able to do it even over the phone. Or when you come in Australia, because I heard something, you know, in my ear that you may consider to come to Australia again to do some further studies, please just contact us and we'll be very happy to have uh, you with us again. Absolutely. Um I'm happy to look forward for next recording, and I hope uh, also you listeners are uh, looking forward to it more. Um, if you're keen on that, uh, get in contact with Nick, uh, write uh, to faithfm.com.au. Um, I'd be happy to share even more sure. as soon as possible. Thanks a lot. If you follow, want to follow me on Instagram, like you just see a little bit of life, it would be Eric Abler at 93. But actually, I think you can go back to, to, to Nick. Um, and uh, thanks a lot for having me here. Um, and um, yeah, have a nice day. Thank you very much, Eric. Uh, God bless you. And uh, uh, I'll be very happy to see you when you come to Australia. Cheers, man. Bye. Bye.